Okay, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Written for Palestine. On today's episode, I am joined with a very special guest that I'm very excited to have on today's podcast, and I'm so excited to have this conversation and to get to know him better and get to kind of go into the story. So without further ado, our guest for today. Hi, guys. My name is Ahmed Ibrahim, but some people call me Ahmed Elite just because of my Instagram name. Um, I'm a professional fighter, born and raised from Philadelphia, originally from Palestine, and I recently moved to California, so that's my new home. So that's, I kind of going to touch on that in a little bit more into the conversation is you just moved to California, correct? Yeah, about like two weeks ago, actually. Oh, so now that like you're in magazines, you're on podcasts, you're all over social media and different brands, I kind of want to know where it all started, where did Ahmed Ibrahim become Ahmed Ali, the boxer? Kind of, if you can kind of give me a rundown, give the, view, the listeners a rundown of kind of your journey from the beginning up until now with your moving to California. So if you want me to start from the very beginning, um, I started Taekwondo when I was five because my uncle was a fighter, but he wasn't necessarily my coach. And this was before his gym was even opened. And I did Taekwondo for about 11 years. And as you get older, like, let's be honest, like every Arabic kid did Taekwondo or karate at like one point. You know what I mean? I will <laughs> say, I, I, yep, very yeah, much. We so. all, we, <laughs> mom and Baba always wanted a little rest and they, they took us to karate, okay? Let us waste our energy. And then my uncle opened up his own gym. And it's funny because, like, I say this every podcast I do, that I, I'm not a talented person. Like, I've never actually, I feel like talent is something that's God's gift to you. You just have it. And I strongly feel like I was never talented because out of like my cousins and my brother, I was like the bad one, the worst one, the fat one, the one with asthma, like the one who wasn't athletic. Like I used to hide under my bed to like not train. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I hated martial arts. I hated the discipline of it. My uncle was so tough on me. And like I said, I was a fat kid, bro. Like my nickname back then used to be Fluffy. Tasty Cake and Little Debbie. Like, I was not an athletic person, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then um, my brother was a fighter. My uncle was a legend. My cousin, she used to beat the shit out of me, and she was a girl. So, like, I just wasn't about it, you know what I mean? And seeing my uncle fight and my brother fight, I kind of felt pressured to fight. Not that anyone actually pressured me. I just felt like if I didn't fight, like, like I would let the family down. And I had my first fight. My first fight was against someone who had, like, 30 fights. And he beat the hell out of me, right? I was probably, like, 75 pounds, 80 pounds at the time. Back in 2010, that was my first fight. And then I had another fight, and I lost again. And I had another fight, and I lost again. So, like, when I say I wasn't talented, like, I just wasn't, you know? I wasn't just gifted. And then I had a ticket to go to Iowa for a tournament, and I planned on quitting, but... My dad already spent money. So I was like, after this tournament, I'm just going to quit. And subhanAllah, my training didn't change. Nothing in the gym changed. I had the same work ethic. And I just got really good. And I tasted how it felt to win. And I was like, I never want to lose again. And then I went like maybe like years without losing as a junior. And then I turned 18, started fighting adults. Maybe fought like four or five times as an adult. And that was it. And then I turned pro and like the whole Ahmed elite thing happened. It's kind of weird. Cause like I'm known for rep- repping Palestine, but 
to be honest with you, I always repped Palestine, like from the very beginning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like my uncle is very political. He's he's an activist. So when you're around activists, you just become one. You know, and if you're Palestinian, that's like our biggest flex. I want the world to know that we're not monsters, we're not animals. So I always make sure I wear my flag, win or loss, humility, defeat, victory, no matter what, I have my flag there, you know? So it kind of just got noticed one day. I don't know, it was weird. Like, like my name is Ahmed Elite because the gym name is Rami Elite and I just took the Elite to represent my gym. Like, you know what I mean? And once I did it, all my teammates did it. Like you always see people on Instagram, underscore Elite, most likely you're part of the same team. So I just adopted the name to represent my gym and it just kind of became a brand. Like I, I didn't plan it. And then I started to get more involved with Arab sponsors. I got more Muslim sponsorships because I was just growing up. I wasn't around Arab like at all. I barely spoke Arabi. I didn't know much about our Dean. I didn't know anything. So when I got older and I was like, if I don't know, I need to learn whether anyone's going to teach me or not. Like I need to learn, you know, not that my family didn't teach me. I just was around a lot of agenda, a lot of Americans, a lot of just people who weren't out of, so I wasn't around it. And then as I got older and a voice and I was like, I want sponsorships. I need help going overseas because a lot of my fights are overseas and that, that, that's not cheap. So I needed to get sponsorships and I was like, who else is going to sponsor an Arab fighter who talks about politics? A lot of people don't want to open that door. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of regular sponsors, they don't want, anything to do with Palestine or activism or political stuff. So I was like, I need Arab sponsors. And then I started to get Arab sponsors. And my first one was Pure Pali. I don't, you know them. Yeah. Yeah. I, Moose, I love him. He yeah. Moose is one of, the best. one of the greatest guys I ever met in my life. And he sponsored me within a day of knowing. Me. And he's like, yeah, bro, I see your mission. I'll sponsor you. And ever since then, all these Arab sponsors just opened doors for me. And I started to go to conventions meeting new people like the nut house the nut house has been funding my fights for the last year you know what i mean so i just got more involved and people just started seeing me on social media and my friends like like we would just always go out and do like conventions pop-ups meet and greets like all that kind of stuff and i guess ahmed elite just became a brand and i didn't really try to make it one it kind of just happened like just from people seeing me and fighting and just representing Palestine and people sharing my posts and all that kind of stuff. It kind of just, subhanAllah, like, it just happened. I want to touch on was kind of how, like, honestly, you, I mean, I gotta, you're one of the most humble people I've met. No matter how many times you win, you continue to showcase your roots, showcase your support to the people who helped from the beginning. And I think that's so important, especially as Arab, like Palestine, we continue to support each other continue to embrace it and I feel like once some people go pro or keep winning they kind of forget about who was there from the get-go and even like your whole brand with like the quotes you use and things you post and the encouragement you continue to give people continues to show that you still are connected to your roots so I think that's so important and I'm 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 very big when I feel like the world doesn't like us, you know what I mean? So if we don't support each other and show love for each other, how can we ever expect our neighbors to love us? If we don't love each other, man, like if I'm not sharing your post, how do I expect somebody who's not for like, like no one relate to a Palestinian more than a Palestinian. 
And that's not disrespectful to like anyone who supports Palestine. You know, at the end of the day, Palestine is in everybody's heart, but Palestine is in our blood. So it's different. If we don't support each other and we're not there for each other, how do we expect to look like we're united and have people join our cause? You know what I mean? Which, yeah, go ahead. I feel like, okay, you know, from the Chicago area and it's a lot of, a lot of Arab, a lot of specifically Palestine. And I feel like growing up, the Palestinian community has always had each other's back. And now with social media and the outreach that social, like that you're able to get with social media, I feel like places like the, like Bridgeview Orland Park area in the Chicagoland area are able to also reach other Palestinian people who aren't in as highly populated areas. They don't have that community. Yeah. I feel like it's, like every event you go people don't know what's going on back home. Like they generally don't know. <laughs> you exactly. know. So it's nice that now with the social media and being able to reach other people, we're able to not only bring that message across, but also unite as a Palestinian community. So I just kind of want to go into how where you were saying win or lose, you continue to hold your flag. And Obviously, you're Palestinian, um, but how has, like, has it ever negatively or positively impacted you when it comes to your fight? Yeah, yeah it definitely has, you know. Uh, first, I want to talk about, like, why I choose to, like, there's repping Palestine and there's, like, shoving Palestine down people's throat, and I'm the second one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't just wear the flag. Like, I'm extra. Uh, I come out to Arabic music when I fight. I'll have the whole world clapping like we're at Oros, like, you know what I mean? But I don't have, like, the craziest story growing up, you know what I mean? Like, I grew up with a lot of love, you know? I did have some family issues, some some mom and dad issues and all that kind of good stuff. But I didn't grow up with, like, a crazy story where I came out of the ghetto and I came out of the trenches and if I don't win this fight, my family can't eat. Like, I don't have one of those stories. You know, my story is more so, like, like, I just want the world to know that people from Palestine aren't terrorists. We're not anti-Semitic. We're not this. We're not that. And if you you know me personally, like, 80% of the time I'm smiling. Like, you know what I mean? I'm always happy. I'm always uplifting others. And I want I want that to be with the flag so people see it, you know? So that's, like, why I choose to represent Palestine so much, especially when I lose, you know? Like, I can't act like a fool with the flag on me. I have to let people know. Yo, like, even when we lose, we're humble. We're we're good people. We're happy. We're not animals, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, has it ever affected me positively? Clearly, because they gave me a bigger Arab following. Has it affected me negatively? One thousand percent. One thousand percent. And I just recently started talking about these stories because I kind of didn't want to ruin chances for some of my teammates to get opportunities, you know. But I've definitely, definitely, definitely been discriminated against countless times, more so because I'm Palestinian, but even more so just because who my uncle is. You know, my uncle's not the most loved because he's been at it for a long time about Palestine and talking about the occupation. So a lot of his issues when he retired got passed down to me mm-hmm. as his nephew, you know. So I've been kicked out of shows. I've been told you can't wear your flag. We don't support publicity stunts, even if it's just the colors. You can't come out to your music because we don't trust what you'll pick. You, you, you can fight when you stop posting on Instagram. 
this, this, that, that, and this. And anybody who doesn't know about Muay Thai, there's no, there's not much money. You know, I get paid to fight, but I don't get paid to make a living. So if you're going to cost me 500, 1,000, 2,000, 4,000, $5,000, I'm not going to sell my soul to you, man. You know what I mean? Like that, that was the biggest reason why I started fighting. So a lot of these shows, like I, I could have been so much bigger. I could have been on TV by now. I could have done this. I could have done that. But I just choose to say sorry for my language. But you, I'm not. I'm not not wearing my flag. I'm not not doing this. I'm not not doing that. You can go kick rocks, you know. And it kind of affects my career in a sense because I don't get to fight as much in America. That's why most of my fights are overseas. Because overseas, people don't really care. You know what I mean? Like, people in Mexico don't care if you wear the Palestinian flag. You know what I mean? Or, like, in Korea or Colombia, all of these places I've been. Uh, it's just, it's a little upsetting sometimes. And it kind of gets to me. And it kind of makes me second guess my own identity. You know what I mean? Because I'm born in America. Like, I'm an American. I just, I'm, a, I'm an American Palestinian. I can't forget that other part of me. And the other part of me is very, very important and very big. So a lot of the times I'm like, you know what, maybe like, maybe I'll fight for them and I'll just not post and then say something at the end of the fight. But I'm like, they already won at that point. You know what I mean? And I also don't feel comfortable fighting for somebody who doesn't like me as a human being. I, I just don't, it doesn't feel safe, doesn't feel comfortable. So a lot of the shows I just don't get to get on anymore just because I choose to talk about Palestine. But I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Because the people back home, the eight-year-old boys who are throwing rocks at tanks, I'm pretty sure they got it worse than me not fighting for a promotion, bro. Which, which is a sad, like, honestly, it's a sad reality of being Palestinian, especially in America, is the limitations you put, you had to put on yourself in a sense, um, where you have to be able to balance your identity, but not being a sellout in the same time. Yeah. Palestine, we are anti-Semitic. Yes, and we're like the amount of hate comments, like on Pally Apparel or like on my like Pally Apparel social medias, because it's all Palestine. I'll get like their flags in my DMs or get messages about you know, or like social media, like TikTok will take down a video if I mention Palestine too much. Or yeah, I, I would get shadow banned like so many times on Instagram, you know. Like, I'm still shadow banned. Every time I get off shadow banned, like, when my engagement starts to go back up, I'll, like, when you post about Palestine, it goes, like, all of a sudden you go from, like, I go from thousands of views to, like, 200. I'm, like, the exact same boat with you. That, if, I'm, like, the people who follow me, you you follow me on Instagram, you see, even on my personal, specifically my personal, I post a lot about Palestine. I post a lot about the hardships well, of being like 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 for for example but i don't want to cut you off but i just moved to california and i got a roommate who has been coached by my uncle at the worlds and all that stuff and he knows about it but he doesn't know about it and then we were just sitting the other night and we're watching documentaries on netflix and he was like bro this is reality I'm like yeah man like i know everything is like kind of like screwed up out of this country but like i didn't know it was like this and i'm like yeah, bro, this is reality. Like, this is just a movie. Imagine if they wanted to be honest, honest, how things are going back home. Netflix would have never let that up. Like, exactly. this is sugar-coated. And even the sugar-coated stuff is still horrible. So it's... Yeah. You see a fraction of it, and you... I think with stuff like that, like, even, like, even 
though sadly it's sugar-coated, it started the conversation. And I think starting the conversation is the first step to educating more people. And I feel the more people we educate, the more people we enlighten about it. And I try my best to, to, to teach people, you know what I mean? Because at the same time, and I'm not going to lie, I got to a point where I'm like, bro, if you don't know, you're just ignorant. But some people just don't know. And I try to remind myself that. But, you know, I get frustrated sometimes and I'm like, bro, if you don't know, then like, where the f like, are you under a rock? Like, how do you not know this? And I'm also just like to those people who don't know, they don't look for it. They don't they, they don't like see it. You know, exactly. it kind of crosses their mind. Some people just need a second conversation. Exactly. But what you, I've noticed a lot frequently is the appropriation of specifically Palestinian culture and not just by the oppressors it's like even in america people steal the kofia just for fun or they'll yep and they wear and they have food. no idea what that means and they just think it's cute and i'm Stylish. like we've all like even like when i was growing up it was a mostly white school before more Arab came to my area it was not common for people like to embrace your Arab features and your characteristics and now it's like everyone wants what we have. They want the full beards and the curly hair and the eyebrows and, you know, and I think, it's, I mean, it's honestly exhausting that we continue to fight that battle of not just making our voices heard, but you no, know, and I think outside of social media, like as you were saying, not everyone knows everyone 100%, but when it comes to outside kind of what I want to wrap the whole conversation up on or like this podcast episode is outside, like obviously you don't post everything on social media, but outside of your social media persona, what are your goals? What is your hopes and dreams for not like for yourself or for your career? Outside so moving to California, it was more so like to make myself get uncomfortable because I really didn't have to move. Like, I didn't really have to. I just was so comfortable in Philly, honestly, living under my father's roof and just having everything I need around me, my my friends, my family, my support system. I kind of wanted to make myself in a very uncomfortable situation. And my end goal is one day to open up a gym, you know, and I just wanted to get a different perspective of business under this gym because my uncle is my uncle and I already know everything that he has to teach me. Except, of course, there's always things to learn. But I just wanted myself to be in an uncomfortable situation and just grow as a human being, you know? So one day I want to open up a gym and give back to the youth and continue to possibly do these conventions and maybe take my clothing brand serious because my clothing brand wasn't an idea or a plan. It kind of just happened at the last mass signal and a lot of people liked it and a lot of people liked what I had to say. So off camera, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm just trying to make my money. Because the end of the day, we need money as auto. So I'm just figuring it out, man. Like moving to California was so different for me. Like I never felt like I was around so many people and still like low-key felt lonely. Yeah, so man. I'm kind of just figuring it out, man. I just wanted myself to be uncomfortable and, and I want to adapt when I have to adapt. Because that's a good trait to have. It is. And I think that helps. I honestly think putting yourself in uncomfortable situations is where you truly grow. Cause if you're continuously in somewhere you're comfortable or in a comfortable situation, you're, There's not much to learn. you're not going to learn anything. Yeah. And I applaud you for going to California. 
Um, it's freezing here, so I hope it's warm by you. Yeah, um, man. It's like snowing at home, and I'm like, I'm okay, man. I'm right now living my best life in the sun. I think I got tan already. You know, it must be nice. Um, it's <laughs> warm today. It's like 35 outside, so that's warm for Chicago. Anything above 30, I'm happy. That's how it is in Philly. Anything above 30, I'm like, ooh. Let's go out. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, we're like, okay, where are we going today? <laughs> we talked about the beginning. We talked about every, like what it means to be not just a boxer and being Philistine, but also being in the public eye and being Philistine. I think that's something that a lot of my listeners um, are like relate to because it's we're all on social media. We're all going out and putting ourselves out there and this pressure that we continue to feel is something that's very real. I can give one piece of advice to anybody who recently became in the public eye. Um, just be yourself, man. You know, at the end of the day, kids look up to you and kids see what you post. And I'm not perfect. And I'm not the most, I'm not a chef. You know what I mean? Like I, I find myself cursing every now and then, and this is reality. And I try my best to, to be someone on Instagram that the kids can look up to. But also, don't don't be fake. You know what I mean? Don't be the most motivational person. And in reality, you're like the biggest, laziest bum. Like, be what you preach so you can preach it more passionately. You know what I mean? With anybody in the world, like, like if, 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 you're, if you're comedy and that's like what you're going for, be a decent human being and decent things will happen to you. Don't, don't go on Instagram making jokes or this or that. And in reality, you're not that kind of person because when people meet you, they have an expectation of what you are because this is what you perceived yourself to be. So for anyone on influencing or social media, Twitter, TikTok, whatever it is, be what you're posting. Like genuinely be that person. So when you do meet your supporters, it's more authentic and it's more genuine. And I guarantee your content will be better if it's passionate. If you're serious about what you're posting, you know, because I met so many people the last two years. And I'm like, you are nothing like your Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're actually kind of an like, <laughs> so stuff like that. Just just be a good human being and good things happen to you, man. And like, don't don't care about followers. Don't care about your numbers. Don't don't care about what people say to you. Just stick to yourself. Stick to whatever religion you believe in. And just, just work hard and things will happen, you know? It's not always about the number. Just be a good person. And honestly, the way you put it is better than I ever could. I always tell people just, as long as you're being yourself, the following who you should be attracting is going to follow you. So there's no need to... There's no be, need to be somebody else, you know? Exactly. There's way too many people that act the same. So being different is more fun, in my opinion. But That's what I'm saying, man, for sure. But I just wanted to say thank you again for being on this episode. Um, I'm glad we were able to kind of like talk about the beginning and then also kind of I w was so interested in knowing your future plans. So I'm kind of glad I asked that before we wrap this all up. So uh, thank you for even having me, man. Like, honestly, anybody who reaches out to me, I'm super grateful. And anyone who just supports me, you know, because I'm a very supportive person. I'm very friendly, very happy. So I respect you for even reaching out. And like I said, I respected you. Since the day I met you back at Massacre in 2019. For know. everyone listening, you can connect with Ahmed on social media if you'd like. Ahmed, what are your handles? My Instagram is Ahmed underscore elite. And I do have a TikTok, but I honestly don't take it serious. So I'm not like super adamant about it. I just post very randomly. But my Instagram is much, much more up to date. And I try my best to be active on that. 
Yeah, like guys, make sure you support local brands, support Muslims, support Christians, support Arab, support anybody you find like is doing a good cause and don't hate on people, man. Just show love. The love will come back. Uh, actually, I kind of want to just, we'll just end it on that because that you said it better than I ever could. Um, I thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I will see you guys next month. Have a nice one.